This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Welcome to the Football History Dude Podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. Your host is Arnie Chapman. Football is his passion, and he wants you to come along with him to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board his DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. Today, we're going to discuss part one of the all-time greatest offensive players. Uh, joining me today will be my friends Arnie Chapman and Dave DiPaolo. May I want to start uh, with the 1999 list again? Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, that'll be good. Yep. All right. All right, we'll, we'll start. We'll do the offense, yep. We'll start with, uh, how about we start with wide receiver? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yep. Yeah, they got, they've got they uh, got a lot of the same names. Uh, Jerry Rice, uh, Don Hudson, yep. Lance Allworth, uh, Raymond Barry, Steve Largent, Paul Warfield, Charlie Taylor. They got uh, Crazy Legs, Elroy Hirsch. Uh, they got yep. Art Monk, Fred Belinikoff, and Charlie Joyner. So yes, they do. That's, uh, what is that, 11 they picked? One, two, three, four. Yeah, they picked 11 receivers. Uh, there's three of them that I don't have on my list, but then again, you know, we're going back to 1999 here. I don't have Art Monk on my list. I don't have Fred Belitnikoff, and I don't have Charlie Joyner. But if I were to go back to 1999, yeah. I might, you know, going back 23 years, I probably would have Fred Belitnikoff on there. And maybe Don Maynard, you know, too. he was, yes. Yeah, that's a good point. Um... He was tremendous. I, I saw, I watched something this week. And, uh, well, I watched several because we, I knew we were going to do the show. So um, I watched one on on Hirsch because I didn't see a lot in him, you know, crazy legs. And he, I guess there was something wrong with his legs kind of the way they moved. That's how he got the nickname. But they said he was, I mean, they said he was tremendous. He was, he doesn't have the, accolades that some of these other guys have, you know, but it was a complete, or I think it was in a, when did he start in the late forties? Uh, I think, I think it was 48, that. 49 when he started. Probably, uh, probably mostly the fifties he played. Mostly the 1950s. I mean, he was a complete, yes, exactly. Mostly the fifties. That's right. But he was a very popular guy. They said he had, very, he was very good looking and he had like a lot of star appeal. Right. And, um, you know, he was just—he was almost, I guess, kind of. He was like Namath before Namath. Like he just had that kind of. He was right. in the right place at the right time. Yeah. But um, I did watch another one, uh, Mark, on um, Raymond Berry, and they said he had the greatest hands. So oh, everybody yeah. in this video that talked about Raymond Berry talked about his hands, right? And the way he could run routes. That's how That's he was right. just a great route runner. Right. You know. 
And that's I was looking at that 2010 list, and I wanted to see yeah. who they took off from uh-huh. the 1999 list. I'm not sure if Charlie Joyner was in the 2010 list. I don't think he is. Uh, let's see. When they did that one in 2010, um, they have an alphabetical order, and I was looking for it here, and I I didn't see him. The 2010 list only has eight receivers. Yeah, so Joyner's not on there. Yep, Joyner's Joyner's not on there, but Michael Irvin is on there. Irvin, yeah, the, the names change quite a bit on the 2010 list. Irvin is on there. Yes. Uh... Randy, Monk is gone, Mark. Yeah, yep. Monk is gone. Bolitnikov's gone. Uh, Charlie Taylor is gone. They put Randy Moss on the 2010 list. Yeah, so you got to put him on there. I, I you, you got to put Moss in there, though. I wouldn't you know have I mean? him. I wouldn't have him in my. Uh, my own. Well, it's my own personal opinion. I wouldn't have him. I wouldn't want him on my team just because of the attitude problem, you know. Such a <laughs> no, I I get that, but based on um, just on production alone, he did he was he was right up there with. Unfortunately, Terrell Owens is another guy I wouldn't want to have, but he's. I mean, Terrell Owens retired. He was second to everything. He was second only to Jerry Rice, and I think just about every stat. He was that you know people forget about that because he was so disruptive, but he really was he really was great. Well, they certainly had the talent. Uh, um, I did. I did watch something on Don Hudson, where Peter right. King talked. Peter King right. claims that Don Hudson may be the greatest receiver ever. Not only that, he went as far as to say he may be the greatest football player ever. Don Hudson. Yeah, I don't know how you determine. He went that who, far. I don't know how you determine who's the greatest football player ever, though, unless you can play every position on the field. Because it's, th- oh, it's much I, different, I, <laughs> you know, baseball, although they each play a position, they all have a common denominator. They have to get up to bat. They all have to get up to bat. In football, you know, everybody's playing a different position. So how can you determine who's the greatest player ever? It's really no... When, t- I, watched, when I watched that video, Mark, right. uh, I came away with... I came away with what, how people think about Babe Ruth. Like, in other words, like this Don Hudson, the way he was talking about, was so far ahead of his time. Right. Like that. Like they talk about Babe Ruth. People go, oh, today he wouldn't be. You know, oh, you know, the guy was half drunk. You hear all these things. But the guy was so far ahead of his time. That that's the way he was making it, that he's claiming, you know, you could go as far as to say this. And he said that at the end. He could be the greatest uh, football player. And I was like, you know, you don't really realize it until you, I guess, you know, you look at the guy was playing in an era where passing was, and he was setting, you know, he had tremendous records, you know, so uh, head and shoulders above, and nobody else was even close. That's right. That That is. Yeah, I know that his touchdown record held up until he played in the, uh, what, 30s, 40s, I think it was, yes. and his touchdown yes. record held up until Steve yep. Largent, what was it, the Seahawks that he played for? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so you were, it was like that's a fifty-year right. span or something like that that I held up for. But still, yeah, to your point, Dave, it was not even close. I mean, I'm not here to say who was the greatest of all time because, like Mark said, that's a near impossible task. But from a 
innovative pioneer type of like it his records would like you would take seven other teams in the league for their passing stats combined and he'd still beat them single handedly yeah, like exactly. their entire passing stats that's it was you know, it wasn't even really close realize it. That was one of the good things, Mark, about that list in 2010. They made a video for every guy on there. Right. I don't know if they did that for the 2019 thing, the NFL. I think they did. But the 2010 one, for some reason or another, I have more vivid uh, things of it. And I watched quite a few of them this week. And uh, Largent is another guy that's gone on the 2010 list, by the way, on this list here. So in 99, he's on the list, and in 2010, he's gone, Largent. 2010? Yep, he was great. Largent, yeah, I got to put Largent. I got to have Largent on my team. Um, he's, no, he's not on there for some reason. But like you said, they added guys, Mark. Yeah, we're going to run into that with offense more than defense, I think, because the game changed so much yeah. more from like most yeah, of the offensive schemes. Probably, whereas it was. The defense was fairly, somewhat similar. It'd probably be a lot. No, it's exactly right. He's right. Like you said last week, Mark, or when we did it two weeks ago, whenever it was, um, you brought it up. All these more guys on offense than deep. That was the first thing you said because I listened to our thing the right. other night, and uh, you said, you know, there's a lot more guys that handle the ball on these yeah. lists than there are defensive players. Oh yeah, especially uh, running back and quarterback. Uh. Yes. Uh, to, to, at tight end, they only have four guys. Uh, the the 1999 list, that's the Sporting News, they only have four tight ends. Yes. They have John Mackey, Kellen Winslow. Actually, they only have three tight ends. John Mackey, Kellen that's Winslow, right. Mike, Ditka. Mike Ditka. They don't even have Jackie Smith on here. Um, you know, um, when I look at this list from 99, Mark, I, I had to go back and revisit Kellen Winslow because even though I, we watched him, he was from kind of our era. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like, I didn't think he was – I don't know if I was questioning whether I would put him on the all-time 100, like there's like one of the 100 greatest players. Mm-hmm. But he went from like – I guess he like elevated – he was kind of like Bob Hayes. Yeah. He kind of changed the game for tight ends. He was the first one that really – I mean, Ditka was a good receiver, and John Mackey was tremendous. But it wasn't really the receiving that they were kind of known for. It was both. They blocked. They, they were all around. But Winslow took it to a different level, I think. Yeah. You know? Yep. So I, I would think you have, you got to put him on there. I was actually questioning it, but I, I think that you do. Yeah, I think so. You know, so, and uh, since it- then. Oh, uh, yeah. Since then, look it's at the guys a- they've added onto this new list, uh, the, the latest list of 2019. There's, there's, I think they put Gronkowski in there, didn't they? 2019? Uh, yeah, I think they yes. did. I do not have him on my list simply because he seemed like he was constantly <laughs> seemed like he was constantly injured, Gronkowski. No, no, I, I follow you. Yeah. And yeah, I, he, was, he, he was an addition... He was really the only tight end. Um, actually, I, this sounds crazy, but looking at this list now, I just realized that in 2010, there was no Largent, and in 2019, he's back on the list. He's yeah. back on there in 2019, I believe. Well, you had different people voting, right? 2010 yeah, was I the NFL so. Network, 
NFL Network was 2010. Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go to the offensive line. We have uh, at guard. They picked. This is again. We're we're still on the 1999 list. We have at guard. Uh, they have John Hanna. They have Jim Parker, who actually played uh, guard and tackle. Jim Parker played both. Uh, we have Gene Upshaw and Larry Little. Um, Just four, right, Mark? Yep, they only picked four guards. <laughs> they picked, I think, uh, about 20 running backs. 19 quarterback <laughs> and four guards. Oh. <laughs> uh, um. See, that's something, too, where even before the era of TV, I mean, in, in the, say, the internet where you can see every camera angle, back in the day, that's right. they never would The only time your name was ever talked about if you're a lineman is if you let up a sack or something like that. So you didn't really, you didn't right. have like this whole pan, you didn't have these stats for pancakes or the PFF grades or any of those things. I, it'd be kind of cool to see the. They they have this. It's called PFF grade for the linemen. All, all players nowadays. But I like it. It'd be. I wish they could go back and do that individually for every player across time. Even though that's impossible because there's not right. footage back in the day. Well, that's a good yeah. point, Arnie. Yeah, I agree, Arnie. And I think uh, John um, Madden. John Madden had a lot to do with the. You know, bringing publicity to yeah. the offensive line. Yes, yeah, you're that, right. Yeah. He, when the Giants were in there, he had his favorite players. And then through the 90s, he loved some of those Redskins. And when the Cowboys became popular, he loved Nate Newton and he loved he loved Larry Al he loved uh, Eric Williams. Man yep. picked up on a lot of things. I mean, he made a lot of players, believe it or not. I think he made Brett Favre. We'll get to that when we talk about the quarterbacks. But Madden had a lot to do with a lot of stuff, believe me. More than That's people true. even know or give him credit for, you know? That's right. Because people listen to Madden. People listen to Madden. I'm, I'm looking to see as these lists evolved, uh, Mark, that if those those four guards were still on there, I'm looking at them now, um, because you said there was uh, – well, we know that John, John Hanna's on there. He might be the greatest guard of all time, Mark. A lot of people well, say, say so. Not a lot of people now say that Larry Allen could have been the greatest. He was a great athlete, Larry Allen. He ran that – Ran guys down. He was a supposedly bench pressed the crazy amounts of weight, but he was a tremendous player. But I, I still think John Hanna's right up there. As if you like, you were saying the last week, you had, if you had to pick one or two, if you had to pick your yeah. two guards for a starting team, I and mean, who would they be? Well, I gotta go with Hanna and Jim Parker. I think Hanna and Jim Parker. Yeah. Lily said that Parker was the toughest he ever went against. I do remember that absolutely. <laughs> He was one yeah. of the few guys, maybe the only guy, that could block Lily one-on-one. -on -one. Now, if Lily... Yeah, said Jim it, Parker, he yeah. said, was very tough. Yeah. Now, that's that's saying something. If that's coming from Bob Lilly, paying a compliment like that, then you know Jim Parker. And he could play tackle, too. He played... He played uh, I think he made all-pro at both positions, if I'm not mistaken. You're, you're right. Wow. That I, that's where Lily said he had the toughest time against him because Lily said that he was, you know, early on, Lily, you know, was a defensive end. 
and he wasn't really a defensive end. He was just coming up. He was green, and he said he couldn't get by Parker for, for, for nothing, he said. And then I guess there was a game they played, and Parker came up to him afterwards, and he said, you know, I just want to, you know, put my hand on you. He touched him. And he said, that was the first time I touched you all day. Yeah. Lily said he was going right by him. But Lily said, you know, he was getting up there in years. Right. And But he said he was just a tremendous. Don't forget, they were blocking like this back then with the arms tucked in. Yep. It wasn't right. like these guys. It was a lot. Of, those those old guys on the offensive line were tremendous. That's right. Tremendous they because think of, think of what they're getting away with now. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, not only do they get a guy, but now you can actually grab a guy as long as it's in here. Right. It doesn't extend outside onto the arms or the shoulder yeah. pads. It, this is the stuff that's going on now. And they're, yeah. the tackles are actually offset. They're not even really on the line of scrimmage. They're like a step back almost. Right. Yeah, and they can't even open their hands back then. They couldn't open their hands. No, no. And holding was you know, a it was like the electric foot. Yeah, yeah. Right, and holding exactly. Was, holding was a fifteen-yard penalty. All right, um, unbelievable. About, yes. Hey, Mark, how how many of all these lists when they did create them? How how often did they get the players involved? Or is it mostly just reporters think, and other people that uh, are in Dave has voting for these information uh, from that book? Right, I Dave. Don't, it's, um, it's, yeah, I, I I'm not sure if the players were involved. Um, like they interviewed players, like in that book that I told you about. Yeah, there were interviews with players, but they weren't involved in the picking. The Sporting News book were the were twelve editors of Sporting News. Oh, um, okay. I I think the NFL Films one from 2010. I think that yeah. was a little more. I think of player involvement. I'll be honest with you. 2010. Yeah, I think so. Because I know nowadays, on um, every year when they put out the NFL, <laughs> they have that as voted by the NFL players, like the top hundred in the right. like current in the league. Yes. So especially when it comes to offensive, defensive linemen, or something where you don't have as many stats, it's like you kind of. I would think you'd put more weight in those, like you said. Lily said this was the best guard I ever played against versus just some random guy right. on the sidelines watching them. No, that- really, it was. Uh- 137. I'm going to tell you, I looked some of these ones up, Mark, and I made I made a point to find stuff on the guards and tackles. But uh, Larry Little had a list of offensive guards that I admire of the 10, and he had Gene Upshaw at number one. Gene Upshaw at number one. This was Larry Little's list now. Just yeah. what, uh, just what uh, Arnie's talking about, players talking about other players. Right. And it's number two, he had John Hanna. We just talked about him. Yep. And then at three, he had Fuzzy Thurston. How about that? Oh, Fuzzy wow. Thurston from the Packers. Yeah, he doesn't really uh, get that. And then he has Larry Allen at number I never even heard of that yeah. name. Oh, he has with Larry Dre. Allen at number four, Mark. How about that? Uh-huh. Modern, a more modern player. Right. And then he had, you'll be familiar, at number five, he had Randall McDaniel. At number six, a guy you'll be familiar with, Tom Mack. He was very good. Oh, yeah. Remember Tom, Tom Mack. Mack with the Rams? Yep, yep. Made a lot of all pros, Tom Mack. He he, he got interviewed in that Lily interview uh-huh. uh, where they talked about Lily, and he said Tom Mack said Lily was the best of the best. And right in the beginning of that, that special that they had on Lily, he, he comes right out and says that Mack does. 
He had Reggie McKenzie in there at number seven. Larry uh-huh. Little. Joe Jacoby. Right. Jerry Kramer at number nine. And Nate Newton at number ten. Wow. How about that? Wow. He picked a This picked is Larry ten, Little. Ten of them. Wow. Yes. Well, I, I'd yep. have Larry Little. How about that? <laughs> I, I would definitely See, now, Larry have... Little, I just looked at that list. He's <clears throat> not on the 2010. Imagine yeah. that. He's got to be on there. They had a great offensive line. You you thought it was one of the best offensive lines ever, didn't you? I, I think it might have been the best. Uh, you know, that running that running game that they had from, for, uh, from around 1971 to 1970. That may have... Probably only lasted about four years, but they, during those four years, they, they virtually hardly even had to pass the ball. They just kept running and running right. and running, and that offensive line would just, you know, remember what they did to the Vikings in that Super Bowl. I think Bob Greasy passed the ball about seven times the whole game. I think it was eight <clears throat> attempts. Yep. Yep. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, you want to move to uh, offensive tackle? They've got, sure. They've got uh, Anthony Munoz. They've got Forrest yep. Gregg, Art Shell, Roosevelt Brown. Uh, and they have Luke Rosa, but I think, you know, they put him in there as a combo because he he was one of the better kickers too, so I think I think they probably put him in the top one hundred because uh, he played tackle and kicker. Yes. Uh, uh, what era was that was from? Mainly, I think uh, like late forties uh, through the nineteen fifties. He played a long time. I think he played about 16, 17 years. But, you know, by the end of his career, he was, was just kicking. Was was he uh, Was he in the uh, – did he play in the All-American Conference or no? I'm pretty sure he did. I'm pretty sure he did. Yep. So – He was uh, He was playing – I'm going to look him up. He – he, don't forget, he played with the Browns, and they were they were they were big time back then. Oh yeah, in the fifties, the Browns. You know, they were they were they were they were you know they were the team. Them and then, the, you know, Paul Brown was uh, a very he was very innovative. Probably one of the most innovative coaches, and maybe the most actually. But he, yep. you're right, Mark. He came in in '46, uh-huh. and he played until 1967. Tremendous. Holy mackerel. Um, right. That's Imagine over 20 this. years. Yep. Your entire Holy. career with Cleveland. How about that? Yep. Nine-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro, Lou Groza. Yeah. I just Lou Groza, tremendous. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm a, a, does it say how many All-Pros he made just as an offensive tackle? I guess he was kicking um, the whole time, look, right? I think he was kicking. As an offensive, yeah. His, his entire career, yeah. he kicked. So, he did, right? Yeah. Field goals attempted, field goals made. Oh, they didn't really kick a lot. His highest year was 26. Yeah. You know, no, I see it. 33 field goals, 
attempted. He made 22 out of 33 in 1964, 66%. Yep. Um, his best percentage was 88% in 1953, 23 out of 26. That's like a modern kicker of today. They're, yeah. they're, those are their stats, you know? Yeah. He was a big guy, too. The guy's kicking feet. It's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you got to be big to play offensive tackle. They don't break it down by that. I can't see. If I spent more time, I, I could probably find it. But um, there was a list here by, by Art Shell uh, once again, and he picks his favorite tackles. It says the best offensive tackles he's ever seen. And at number one, he's got Jim Parker. We just talked about it. Yep. Parker, number one. He had Bob Brown. Remember Bob Brown? He was nasty. Yep. He was he was a mean guy. He was yep. like Eric Williams. In fact, if you look up, if you look up uh, meanest offensive lineman, there's a video on on YouTube. Yeah. Eric Williams is at number one. Eric Williams, if he didn't get hurt in that car accident for the Cowboys in '94, he yep. was easily on his way to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. That guy was nasty. That that guy. I watched the '93 49er game the other day. It was a regular season game before the playoffs. He was headbutting. He was he was sending guys. This is not an exaggeration. Two three yards backwards, he yep. was hitting them with his with his head. Yeah, that's how bad he was. They were actually almost like they were dizzy and they were yeah. turning around and they would regain their. <laughs> but he was he was and Madden loved it. You you got to yeah, hear Madden. Madden in those games. He was going going and he really really really. Did a number on Reggie White every time he played him. He, yep. Like, you know, Reggie White always considered maybe the greatest event. They always say that. Let me tell you something. Eric Williams, dom he didn't just beat him. He dominated. Like Aikman said, it wasn't good enough for him to just beat a guy. He had to drive you into the ground. And it, I mean, he was really, really, he was something else. But they got Bob Brown, who's in that list. He's number two on that video about the nastiest offensive lineman. He's he's on this list by Art Show with Anthony Munoz at number three. And here's a guy you'll remember, Winston Hill, Mark. He's at number oh, four. Yeah. Yep. Remember Winston, Winston Hill from the from Jets? The Jets, yep. He was on that Super Bowl team. Yep, big Winston yep. Hill. I did watch mm -hmm. a thing on Rayfield, I mean, uh, on uh, Forrest Gregg the other night. Oh, And I forgot who narrated it, but they said Forrest Gregg technically – was the best offensive tackle that ever played technically sound. Yeah. You couldn't yeah. you couldn't beat him. Um I'd have to go back and rewatch it, but it was a player that was talking about it. Right. He was saying he was unbelievable, way ahead of his time. Vince Lombardi said the same you know how Tom Landry always says that Bob Lilly was the best player he ever coached. Vince Lombardi yes. says the same thing about Forrest Gregg. Vince Lombardi said, Forrest Gregg was the best football player I ever coached. So Imagine that's that. saying something. Coming from Vince sure, Lombardi. Think of all the guys he coached. Yep. They got Rayfield Wright at number six on this list, by the way, Mark. Art Shell. Uh -huh. And then he's got, here's a guy you'll remember, Jim Tyre. Oh, yeah. From the Chiefs. He's the one that yep. uh, killed his wife, right? Is yeah, that then yeah. he killed himself, I think. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Yep. And he's got Deardorff, Willie Rofe, and Roosevelt Brown to finish up his list of 10. But that's Art Shell. That was yeah. his list. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, at center, they only picked... Uh, what did they pick? Only three? Imagine that. They picked Melhine. Uh, maybe they picked four. Melhine, um, Webster, Mike Webster, Jim Otto. Yeah. Did they pick uh, Dwight Stevenson? I think they picked Dwight uh, Stevenson as a fourth. He, I think he's in the book, yes. Yeah, okay. Yep. Let's see. What are we missing now? Jim Otto was tremendous. Look, oh, I just yeah. – how many games did he play? I'm going to look it up because yeah, he, he – something about – Did he? Yeah, at one point he held the record some, for most consecutive starts. Some crazy amount of games, Mark. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Jim Otto, he was uh, – 210 straight games. I don't think he missed a game. No. Yep, he held the record at the That's time. That's unbelievable. 1960 to 1974. 14 years. Yeah, that's actually... Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Games played, games started. Never yeah. missed a single game. Imagine this. Yeah. Yeah, he was tremendous. Jim Otto. You know, one thing I didn't know about Jim Otto, he was double zero. We know, everybody knows that. Right. But his first year with the Raiders, he was number 50. Oh. I didn't know that until I watched a couple things. Oh, I don't, about remember. That. I don't remember that. No. I didn't yeah. know he was number 50. He was 60. tremendous, Jim Otto. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, Mike Webster was tremendous, too. Mike Webster and that whole Steeler offensive line in the 70s, when they came out, um, probably by 77, 76, maybe 77, you could see that there was an actual physical change to these guys. They were, they were doing something. Okay. Like Tony Dorsett, Dorsett said, right? I don't know what these guys are taking, but we need to get some of that. Okay. <laughs> you could see it physically. Their, their appearance, yeah. their arm, they had the cutoff. Remember Mike yep. Webster wore the short sleeve shirts? Yeah. No matter what the you temperature never, you was. You never saw guys that looked that way before. No. You know what I mean? That was the beginning of that era of, of whatever they were taking. I don't know what they were taking, but they yeah. were definitely taking something. <laughs> yeah. Um, Joe Green told a story about Mike Webster where he said that L.C. Uh, um, Greenwood or Ernie Holmes was rushing over him. Right. And all of a sudden, it was this one particular year, and he said to Joe Green, I, I don't know, I can't move him. <laughs> and Joe Green said, well, he, he can't be, he, he can't improve that much. He said, let me take, let me take a shot at him. Yeah. He goes, and I was rushing over, and he goes, I couldn't move him. Yeah. This was, Mark, all of a sudden, out of the blue, from one year to the next. Yeah. And then he was like that the rest of his career. Yeah. So, I mean, he was he was a great player, Mike Webster. Oh yeah, no you know? doubt about it. And he, it, he, it ended up tragically for him. He wasn't he living out of his car at the end. Yep, that's what they that movie Terrible. they made. <clears throat> what was the name of that movie? I think it was just called Concussion. And the movie was a was lot it? of them. Yep. Yep. A lot of the movie was about him. Yep. He was yeah, living out tragic. of his car. Imagine this. Yep. It's unbelievable. Tragic. I was looking to see if there was a list on centers. Um, but no, the only one I could find was the overall offensive lineman selected uh -huh. by Gene Upshaw. The I think who's who's Ken Lanier, Mark? Do you know, familiar with him? 
No. Ken Lanier, he's on this list. Ken Lanier, I'm not familiar with that name. Yeah, he's got Bob Brown. He's got Jim Otto at number eight. Okay, Uh I think that's, he's got Larry Little at five. I know you love Larry Little. And here's a couple of guys we didn't talk about that that were really great. He's got Ron Mix. Ron Uh Mix at number nine. And he's got Bob St. Clair at number 10. Right. Played for the 49ers, right? How about Saint that? Clair. Yep. Yes, he said he got his teeth knocked out on one play because he remembers he was looking on his uh, looking on the ground for his teeth, and they were saying, no, Bob, come on, get back into the hole. <laughs> you know, this is what was going on. You know? So, Forget about your teeth. Uh, he, t- he, he tells that story on one of those NFL films, Bob St. Clair. <laughs> He got he got in uh, he got into the Hall of Fame. I was there for that because that was when the year Landry got in, and Bob St. Clair got in that same day. I remember that him telling that story to Hall of Fame. Right. All right. I think we got the uh, we went over everything except uh, running back and quarterback. If you had to pick your five linemen, uh, if you had to pick your five linemen, Mark, who would they be? Oh, uh, without taking into account. Just five <laughs> line. Wow. Uh, I I would go with. Uh, I'd have to go with John Hanna. I'd have to have Jim Parker. Uh, uh definitely Forrest Gregg. That's three. Uh, Anthony Munoz probably. And at center. You know you don't you don't really hear. Like Arnie said, you know, back then you didn't. There isn't that much. How you, how you gonna find footage on Mel Heim, You know, but he was no exactly. He was the best center of his era, without question. You ask any of those old football historians, and they'll tell you Mel Heim was the dominant center of his time. He he's on the twenty ten list. Yep. Yeah, he he's, he's still on this one here. That's right, Mel Hine. Did he make? Did he make twenty? I think he's still on the twenty nineteen list. Uh, he very well may be. Uh, I think he is, Mark. Let's see. Imagine that. Yep, he is. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I want to say Mel Hine was also he was uh, inducted to the football and baseball Hall of Fame. Baseball really? Yeah, but not for what you'd think. I'd have to go back and look at it. I want it because he was an umpire. Oh, really? Oh. I I'm trying I'm trying to find it. I would think it was Mel Hine. I'm trying to find the Mel Hine Baseball Hall, and I could have it mixed up. It was another. It was a center uh-huh. who I know was Pro Football Hall of Fame, but it was also be- baseball. For some reason, I feel like that was him. Uh, I'll, I'll look I it up and I'll get it for you. Don't remember hearing about that. Imagine that. I don't remember hearing that. Holy that. Moses. Wow. Uh, you know who got added to that list, by the way, for offensive linemen in 2019? Uh, that latest list, uh, there was a couple guys, um, but one of them was uh, Walter Jones. He played for the Seahawks. Right. Yeah, He's he on was that very, 2019 list. Yeah, he, he yep. was very good. How many does it say? How many all pros he made? Or Pro Bowls? Yeah, Walter uh, Jones. He was good. And I think, and Randall McDaniel is on the list also. 
Those are the two newer guys from on the 2019 list for offensive linemen. Right. McDaniel. Well, he was okay. Barred, right? I was wrong, gentlemen. Okay. Who was it? <laughs> who was it that? Uh, yeah, but it, but was there the, was a guy who. It was an offensive tackle who played. <laughs> he was a Cal Huck. Cal Hubbard. Have you heard of him? Yes. He's, he's on the on list, the, Arnie. He's, okay, so he made. Believe he's it or on not. The list. He, yes. Yeah. Yep. He is on the list. He's on the 2019 list. Yep. As an offensive tackle. I think part of the reason why 2019 list has more of the old timers is because that's when they were really publicized in the 100. The hundredth anniversary of the NFL, so that's why we get some of those older guys like Cal Hubbard, who, and he's the only person. So right here, the only man ever enshrined in both the Pro Football and Baseball Hall of Fame. And in baseball, it was because he was a umpire, and then I think there was wow. some other things that he did that's, there as well. Well, good research well, there. While we're talking about that list um, of 2019, let me just throw this in. There was. Like three guys that I was not familiar at all with. One of them was Dutch Clark. Another guy was was Danny Fortman. And another guy was Bill Hewitt. And I looked them all up. And they had all very fairly short careers compared to, you know. But like like Arnie said, they got to, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they got, one of the guys had a seven-year career and he was like all pro five of them. I, it might have been uh, – it might have been Dan Fortman. I'd have to look him up again. But those guys were added in because um, you were talking about, like you said, the 100 greatest. They were talking about the history. And then they added in six more special teams guys. But when we get to that list, I'm going to tell you, a lot of great guys were knocked off the list for those guys. And um, I'll talk about it when we get to it. But um, to, to your to your thing about Walter Jones, Mark, yeah. He played uh, from 97 to 2008. First mm-hmm. team All-Pro four times, nine Pro Bowls. Yeah, that's so pretty impressive. He was that, That's pretty, pretty good. I mean, yeah. he was. He played, what, a, a third of his career right. All-Pro. And uh, nine out of, uh, what, uh, 11 years in, in the Pro Bowl. Yep. That's pretty impressive. So he was he was pretty dominant, you know. Uh, they got uh, okay the nineteen ninety nine Sporting News list. They have seventeen running backs. I think that's way <laughs> too that's way too many. I got to cut out. I, I got I got to cut out at least six of them. One, two, three, four, five, six. I I would narrow it down to eleven. They got Jim Brown. They got Walter Payton. They got um, Barry Sanders, Gail Sayers, O.J. Simpson, uh, Marion Motley, Earl Campbell, Bronco Nagurski, Eric Dickerson, Tony Dorsett, Emmett Smith, Marcus Allen. Lenny Moore, Steve Van Buren, Red Grange, Franco Harris, and Jim Thorpe. Uh, I think that's way too many running backs. I would take well, off. Well, I can tell you who got removed. Uh-huh. I can tell you who got removed, Mark, from that twenty ten on the twenty ten list was Marcus Allen got excommunicated. 
Dorsett got knocked out. Marshall Falk got knocked out. Tomlinson got knocked out. And uh, Jim Thorpe, believe it or not, and Red Grange both got knocked out out of the 2010. I don't know if you could take Jim Thorpe out of that list. He was supposed to be absolutely well, phenomenal. Arnie talked about it, uh, that really when once he joined the NFL, he was already in his 30s, right, Arnie? Yeah, I don't know exactly if it was. He was already quite, quite into his prime for sure. Yeah, because he played with uh, Canton Bulldogs for many years or multiple years before they even got the NFL going. Right. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if I I would put. He was a he was a phenomenal athlete, wasn't he? A decathlete, I mean, the guy was a he won. He was did everything. He did everything. Well, think about it this way. So in the 1912 Sweden Olympics, that's when they called him the greatest athlete of all time. You know, the, the Swedish king is famous. You know, Mr. Thorpe, you're the greatest athlete of all time. And that, that, so that's 1912. The NFL didn't start until 1920. So you're talking eight years alone right there. Yeah. I mean, so he was already past his prime. But he did play into his 40s, but it was more of like a kicker. And he did play some other things, too. Right. There's a picture. I mean, I guess he was a champion bill, billiards player, billiards, and he was a tremendous yep. ballroom yeah. dancer, they claim. Really? Yep, he was all that. He he was definitely a, <laughs> just all around. And, you know, I, 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 I have a special spot for Jim Thorpe just because of, like, what he meant to the beginning of the league, whether it was the greatest athlete or not. Right. I, I told you about that guy that lived down the street. Oh, yeah. We played against him. Remember I told you about Ed, Eddie Keenan? Right. He, we, we used to see him. He, he, he was on our paper route. His sister was over there. That's a true story. He talked about Thorpe, and he talked about Red Grange, both of them. Wow. Unbelievable. This guy played for the Hartford Blues, or you could look it up. 19, I forget. I think it was 22 or somewhere around there. I can't remember. But I talked about him, I think, the first time I was ever on, that this guy was, you know, Living, he was just large, and we were like, "Look at this guy!" Like we were like 13, 14. We were into football, though. Like yeah. me and my buddies were into football, pretty big time. And, right. and he started to. We weren't getting the gravity of it, though. He was talking. We knew he was a big guy. We knew he was talking. He played pro football, but like we weren't really getting. It. We were too young to really get it. But that's right. That's and we didn't understand. We're like, you know, the sister. Oh, that's why his name is isn't Grady. You know, she had the G on the front door, but his name was Eddie Keenan. And there's a picture. <laughs> I just recently found a picture of that whole team. That Hartford is amazing. What's out there when you start looking for something? It really is. It's unbelievable. You know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They got quarterbacks here. I think they. Mark, you <clears throat> you, you kind of tried to move on without giving us your running backs. If you could only pick the four. Um. If I could only pick four. Oh, I don't know if I can. I think that's what you've been going with this. <clears throat> if I had a pick, <laughs> or should we should we make gotta, a pick three? <laughs> if I had a, you gotta pick, have. Who are they, Mark? Oh boy! If I had a eleven man, you know, if I had a pick, just an eleven man roster. I guess we ran out of time there, football history fan. Suppose you're gonna have to check in next week to listen to what Mark's gonna pick for his top running backs. Then. We'll dive into part two of the top 100 NFL list with Mark, Dave, and yours truly, the football history dude. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone. But remember, dude, I'm through fear through. Thank you for listening to this episode of the football history dude. 
To make sure you're the first to get the next episode, please subscribe with your podcast player of choice and head on over to thefootballhistorydude.com for the show notes and more information on the history of the NFL. And remember, dudes, where we're going, we don't need roads.